Hey everybody, Laura here from What Laura Likes. So this week I thought I would do the homemaker tag started by Rhiannon over at My Little Domestic Church. This way I thought it'd be a fun way to get to know me a bit better and as well as talking about being a stay-at-home mom, being a homeschooling mom, being a homemaker and all those those kinds of things that are really like our vocation as women. So with no more ado than that, let's get started. Welcome to What Laura Likes, where we pursue sainthood through the vocation of marriage. In this podcast, we talk about all the things that are necessary to a wife and mother, from our faith to what's for dinner and everything in between. This audio is taken from a previously published YouTube video that was either highly popular or I thought would translate well to audio. If you'd like to see the video for this and other episodes, you can head to my YouTube channel, What Laura Likes. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review if it adds value to your life. Also, consider supporting this podcast on Patreon to help it continue. You can find out more about me or contact me by heading to my website, whatlauralikes.com, or following me on Instagram at whatlauralikes18. Enjoy the show. and I'm drinking my fly lady tea do you guys follow the fly lady like Marla silly so I love cat and a better life with cat and she mentored me and it was amazing and through that mentorship I kind of got curious about the original fly lady I kind of sort of looked into her a little bit and so recently I've kind of dove into her YouTube channel and I've, um, I'm getting the emails and I'm reading her original sink reflections book and she had this testimony about the tea, and I really want to read her butter, body clutter book because it's all about like health. I'm like into that kind of thing. Anyway, she was just this woman was raving about this tea, and it's a blend of like green, black, and bergamot, so like an Earl Grey kind of s. It's very good, and so I got it today, and so I'm enjoying some. So okay, one of the things about being a homemaker is we have to make sure we take time for ourselves. It's so so important. And if you guys check out my block schedule, which I'll put up here then you'll see that I've like worked in time for me during the work weekday. Okay, but let's get to these questions. So the first question is, why are you a stay-at-home mom? I'm a stay-at-home mom because I just never wanted to leave my kids. I just felt such this strong, and it wasn't even spiritual at the time. It was just this very strong pull towards, towards being with my kids always, to be the one to pick them up, to hold them, to feed them, to kiss their boo-boos, to see their first steps. Like, I just didn't want to miss a single thing. And the really the only way to do that is to be a stay-at-home mom. Because otherwise, if somebody else is watching your child, things are going to happen outside of your viewing, right? And so it just was one of those things where I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to be a mom. Like, who cares about the lawyer degree? Like, I want to do this. So we made it happen. And I think that when you're a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home wife, there's, as I've come to find out, there's just the blessings are just abundant because not only am I there for my children, but I serve my husband in a different way than if I was this like frenzied 80 hour a week working attorney wife, right? And I, I really felt called to be an attorney. I had very altruistic reasons for being an attorney. It wasn't about the money. I really wanted to help children and families and all that was very good, but I really start at the home, right? And so this way, by being home, I really do get to serve my family and serve my husband and create this domestic church. And I just don't want to be anywhere else. Like, I just, I love it so much. So, okay, so number second question, I kind of already answered it. It says, were you a stay-at-home wife before kids or did you have a job career? 
So I worked all the way up until about a month before Chloe was born. I just was exhausted by, I was working at, at the courthouse as a, what do, they, what do they call it? As a clerk and for a judge. Thank God I got that job. It was an amazing experience. I had a lot of fun, learned a lot of things. But about a month before I was due to stop working, I just couldn't work anymore. I was just, I don't know. And Chloe came early, so my mind-body connection was just telling me I needed to rest. But I did. I've worked ever since I could at 16, and I babysat before then, and I worked through every, every single year of college as best I could. And then the only time I actually took off time was the first year of law school because you just, you can't work during law school. It is a job all on its own. And then I think, did I work the second year of law school? I definitely worked the third year of law school. Anyway, so yeah, I always had a job. I was always bringing money in in some capacity until until I had my baby. And even then, I did do some contracting work, which kind of helped us cobble, cobble along until Ryan ultimately joined the army. And then now he's able to provide for us. Okay, so number three, how does being a homemaker affect your husband and children? So what I see, like different than I guess my own experience, because that's the only thing I can really juxtapose it, right? And my my experience was not that bad. When I was little, my mom was home on Friday, so I was only in daycare for four days a week. And then my dad would get off work at like 3.30 in the afternoon, so we weren't in daycare till like dinner time. It was like, I think about four o'clock when he came home or we he'd pick us up earlier and we'd go to the grocery store with them. So it wasn't as bad as it could have been for sure. But the difference I see is that everything kind of centers around me. It's a really huge responsibility, but there's really not these individual pieces. It's like I'm the center and they're all kind of circulating because Ryan, through his job, he leaves, right? He leaves to go to work during the day. He leaves to go to field exercises for weeks at a time. And he leaves and goes on deployments for months at a time or a year. So he's coming and going in and out of the house. And he has to completely rely on me to take care of all the domestic duties, but also things like the budget and finances. He can't really take that over because he's just gone too much, even though I'd love to hand it off to him. And then, you know, the children will be homeschooled. So that's like a huge thing. But even when they're little, obviously, again, everything's centering around the home and the environment I'm creating and the day-to-day -day schedule I'm creating and the, and the experiences I give these kids. You can't be lazy and you can't you have to see it as a calling, as a vocation, as a job. And I'm not saying I do very good every day. Like there are so many days where I let the ball fall and they're watching I, you know, their iPad for way too long or we put a movie on or we do like one thing and that's like my win for the day, right? But but even then it's still to, to in my opinion better than if they were going outside the home and separating from themselves each other. And having these kind of very individual lives and then coming back together and only getting like that one or two hours in the evening. And I just want to say this video is about my experience and like why I'm a homemaker and a stay-at-home mom. And like it's not at all to put down those who have made different decisions in life. I just want to, I know that I didn't really know what it was going to look like to be a stay-at-home mom and especially to be a homeschool mom. And so I find these kinds of videos really helpful for myself especially when I was my younger self, right? So I'm kind of just making this video as a tag and it's not all a judgment on those who are like, oh, well, I, that sounds great, but I can't do that. But it is for those people who say, you know, they're yearning. A lot of women, I think, yearn to stay home and they don't know how to make that transition. And I just want to say it's full of sacrifice and it's full of saying no to yourself, especially selfish tendencies cannot exist and do this well. But there's a lot of sanctification that comes through this. So... 
It's beautiful. Question four is what do I like about homemaking? I guess I could take this question in like lots of different ways. And but homemaking to me is making a house a home. And I just bought a book, actually I don't have it with me, I'll put a picture up. It's called Theology of the Home and it's about like creating the sanctuary in your home. And I am not there yet. I'm working with like the fly lady system to get me there slowly but surely. I have a lot of perfectionism issues, infectionism kind of leads to procrastination. Does anybody else relate? But what I love about homemaking is I, I have to die to myself. It's very sanctifying. But yet at the same time, there's this really beautiful blessing of being able to make your own schedule and to make the life that you really want. And you get time to kind of ponder that and to think through that. And no one else is dictating life to you. I mean, your kids may have activities. Your husband may have something he needs to get ready for. But you really get to be like the CEO of your home. And there's a lot of beauty in that. And if you can take non-sinful pride in the fact like, you know, that this is something that you know, and I'm going to come from a religious standpoint, that's something God has given you and he's blessed you with everything you see around you and, and how you take care of that and how you beautify that and how you bless your family. These are all, these are all just beautiful ways that I, reasons I love being a homemaker. What is hard for you about homemaking? So on a very practical level, I think the one thing I still struggle with the most is what to feed my family for dinner. I'm not a foodie, and I think that's what makes it hard. When people love food, they're like, oh, I wanna try this recipe, or oh, I like really like this. And for me, food is more about like feeding my body so that I can perform, yet I'm a very picky eater. So it's like on the one hand, it's like, oh, well, you should just do like Autumn's 21 day fix meal plan. I mean, I don't know, go low carb or go keto or whatever you wanna do, and like go paleo, like that should be easy for you. It's not because I'm picky. And I'm also allergic to a couple of things like eggs that makes it real. Eggs are like kind of in every single plan. Anyway, that's beside the point, but it is kind of funny. That's just the hardest thing for me. The really the only way to combat that is to force myself to look up recipes, whether I want to or not, force myself to just try something. I have a cookbook that I like. It's called Cook Once, Eat All Week. I'm starting to kind of dive back into that. I don't, I definitely don't cook it consistently. But that's just where I struggle the most. I, the cleaning is getting underway. I don't mind decluttering. I like less is more for sure. And so really at this point, it's the meals and I just need to like figure it out. So the number six is how does homemaking add to your family legacy? And so I really haven't thought about my family legacy much. I definitely like the main thing I want is for my children to come away with a very strong relationship with Christ, with Mary, with the saints. I want them to adore mass, to adore adoration, to just really yearn for that connection with Christ and to look forward towards heaven and, and to just always have their eyes on eternity and understand that they are eternal and understand theology of the body so that they respect their body and don't do harm to it and don't let others do harm to it. I want them to do all that. that that's my legacy, right? And if, if this turns into a part of my legacy, this what Laura likes, ministry, whatever you want to call it, that would be beautiful too. But really, my kids and my husband, like, let's get them to heaven and, and as many people as I can. But when it comes to homemaking, I think that I just wanted to give my children an example of what life could look like. Because society gives enough of the working wife or the working mom or the husband who has a working wife or mom. Besides giving them the experience of being, having a mom that's home and that they, like I said, can kind of circle around. I really wanted to 
give them this idea that this is an option. This is a beautiful option that it blesses your marriage, your sacramental marriage, and it blesses your children. And so say Chloe grows up and she meets this wonderful man and she has six or eight kids and she chooses to homeschool them and stay home and, and all the things. And it would be beautiful if she could look back and be like, this is what my mom did. And because she showed me how to do this, then I felt the confidence to then go forward and do it myself. Or if Neil, Neil is very sure he wants to be priest. I really don't even want to talk about getting married besides being married to the church because I just don't think it's ever going to happen that way. But for some reason, if it did, I would want him to choose a woman who felt confident in her role as a homemaker, in her vocation, in her faith, in her ability to teach her children and to raise her children well. And so I hope that that's kind of the legacy is I want, I want to do this well enough that people can look at our life and say, I want that. And not in a, you know, jealous way, but in a way of like a striving way that, and it's not pretty. Like I look around, I got clothes piles all over my bedroom. I'm working on making this room a sanctuary. Not quite there yet. I just put this little desk in here so I could film here because I kind of had to get kicked out of Ryan's office and I needed like a setup. I'm working on it. I learned how to make my bed more pretty and there's just always something more beautiful. Like there's just always something to learn. There's always something to learn and I just, I love homemaking. Let me know down below like where you're at in this journey. Are you a new mom? Are you a new wife? And you're like, what, what is it going to look like when I come home? You know, when maybe you're still working right now but you're open to life and that could happen any day. Maybe I do know women who are fortunate enough to never have to work. And I always thought that'd be such a fun thing to like be a wife and not have to work and just like get to make your home kind of your own and kind of pre-plan that family that's on that horizon. I don't know. It's just beautiful. Everybody has such beautiful blessings in different ways. And you know, it's funny because we can look back at our past and we can be like, oh, I wish I'd done it differently. But you know, God leads us through experiences for a reason and he leaves us through suffering for a reason and he leads us through almost like unideal times for a reason and yes he does not control our sin like that's completely on us you cannot hand God your sin and be like you did that but I do believe that sometimes he keeps us in the dark in order to bring us later to the light and so it's just never too late to come home to your children if you're feeling called to. It's never too late to have that discussion with your husband. Your husband wants to provide and protect, for, provide for you and protect you. And he wants to be that chivalrous man. Trust me, all men want this, even if they don't know it because they've been so lied to by society. And so if you can have these open discussions with your husband and you can really, I mean, you should be able to anyway, but I know they can be kind of scary. Pray to the Holy Spirit, pray to St. Joseph, do that St. Joseph prayer. I'm gonna link the video right here on St. Joseph and really, really pray about it. It may mean completely lowering your standard of living. And sometimes that happens, but trust me, God will never not carry you through a decision, especially when it comes to living your vocation well. Thanks for listening. I hope this episode has blessed you. For more like this, head over to my YouTube channel, What Laura Like. Be sure to subscribe, review this podcast, follow me on Instagram, and visit my website, whatlauralikes.com, for more info about what I do. Until next time, continue to know, love, and serve God. Pax Christi. Thank you.